Hello and welcome to Sitcom Geeks, the fortnightly podcast about sitcom writing, all matters to do with sitcom. I'm Dave Cohen. I'm James Carey. And uh, our producer Katie Storey can't be with us today. She's actually got a, a proper job working on a proper comedy show, so that's uh, fantastic. But uh, she, I'm sure she'll be doing a, a brilliant producing job of this. But uh, in the meantime, um, this is a very bad link because we've gone from Katie, who is a very sensible person, because we're going to be talking about idiots. Idiots. We are talking about sitcom idiots. Yeah. Yes. The, um, um, the people, uh, the character number four or five, I guess, in your sitcom. That, yes, uh, possibly. Yes, yeah. they probably that, that. Those are the kind of idiots in particular that I'm talking about. Yeah. This come. This came about partly because uh, on Twitter I said, "Does anyone have any questions for mm-hmm. me to blog about?" And Andy Riley, uh, formerly of this parish, proper uh, sitcom writer, proper sitcom writer, Veep. asked asked whether um, Veep um, and Black Books and um, The Great Outdoors and Hyperdrive. Yeah. He asked whether um, every sitcom needs an idiot, which may which may make some think, why why what a bizarre question. But yeah. I would sort of say that idiots I think are brilliant to have in sitcoms for a variety yeah. of reasons, and um, I can give you I can give you those now, and then we can talk about. Issues around idiocy, which yeah. I think are mm-hmm. worth talking about. Yeah. But the reasons why I'm always a fan of the idiot in a sitcom, and that's with we're talking sort of Trigger in Only Fools and Horses, yeah. or Alice in Vicar of Dibley, yeah. those kinds of idiots, is firstly, idiots are funny uh, because they get the wrong end of the stick, they say stupid things, and they're basically joke machines. Yeah. Um, Visually as well, they can be uh, just people who are clumsy and yeah. uh, funny things. Yeah, or they can, can walk happen. in wearing funny costumes, yeah. carrying strange things. Yeah. Um, you can always pick them up at the end of they've just done something stupid. So in one sense, they just they are a gift that keep on giving. Yeah. They can also say the unsayable um, or bring their own weird logic to bear on a situation. Mm-hmm. So first thing, reason why they're worth having in your sitcom family, as it were, is that they're funny. Secondly, is because they're useful. Idiots often don't understand what's going on, um, and therefore someone explaining the plot to them is very useful. Which, as we've said before, uh, we don't, we're not fans of uh, exposition in shows. Uh, no. If there's any way that you can disguise your exposition, uh, I guess one way is... Oh, for God's sake, Trigger, I told you we are going to do this thing yeah. at this time yeah. because that's the information yeah. that the audience needs to find out. Exactly. But we can't tell them that in this way. Oh, I see, right. So Prince, I'll say a funny thing in yeah. response to that. Yeah. You know, Prince, pet, 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 yes, out, yeah. Yeah. Prince George in Blackadder the Third. So which one of us is Wellington? No, Wellington is the man at the door. <laughs> um, you know, it's sort of they, they've swapped clothes and, yeah. you know, their blood. So. So somebody continually getting the wrong end of the stick gives you a chance to give the audience the right end of the stick with some jokes along the way. Fun, uh, just sort of thinking about uh, Blackadder, funnily enough, uh, the, the, those, the, the, the classic uh, Richard Curtis, Ben Elton series, they're kind of all idiots, aren't they, really, apart from uh, apart from Blackadder. He is surrounded by yes. fools, most of the, most yes. of the people. in. The, the, if we think about queen. Blackadder the second, third, and so Blackadder the second... Um, Baldrick is an idiot, and Lord Percy is an idiot. Yeah, um, the Queen is an idiot, but I mean, she's also she's a monster. She's a dangerous street. idiot. Yeah. Um, so that idiot gives you jeopardy, I suppose, because yeah. you can have your head cut off. In but, series three, you've got 
Lord Melchett is an idiot, mm. and you've got George as an idiot, and you've got Baldrick as an idiot. Yeah. Um, I would say Captain Darling is not an idiot, mm. um, but that's about it. Right. Um, but you've got a, you've got a whole uh, you, you, you've got a you've got a gallery of fools, really, yes. haven't you? Really, and, and you, which uh, it's, it's kind of it gives the Blackadder character extra. He's like it's like I'm the only I'm the only voice of sanity here, yes. and I'm actually also nas- not not the nicest Absolutely. character anyway. Looking out for number one, yeah. yeah. So th- th- that's that's an interesting um, observation. So they're they're useful. Uh, from a plot point of view and you can explain to them what's happening next and therefore the audience and then they'll probably give you a joke at the end of it and the third reason is that they are wild cards because they they are often sort of strange in what they do they can turn plots on their head they can throw spanners in the works he's not quite an idiot but Kramer obviously is an example of I think as a character he started out as an idiot who lived opposite. Yeah. And in the end he's become this character who just generates very strange plots hmm. for the show. I think from what I know of that show is that when they started writing it, um they were um there was a uh, they were writing with in Jerry's flat and there was a man across the corridor called Kramer who yes. had crazy ideas all the time. I think so he I think, might be called Kessler in real life, and I think in the pilot I he's called the, Kessler. Then they, I thought they, they changed it to Kessler, and that actually... It may, well, One way, way around, that, yes, anyway. Right. No, but he's a real person. He was definitely a real person, so I'm, I'm not sure... Uh, I, I I don't think even in those sort of early episodes that he he was ever an idiot, but yeah, he certainly. Uh, that, I mean, that's an interesting thing is if you can disguise your idiot, that's yes. always a good good thing. And I'm thinking very much someone like uh, Dougal in Father Ted. Yeah. He is he's a child, really, isn't he? Mm. He's not. I mean, he, he you, you you sort of think he's an idiot, and I'm sure that um, that line comes yeah. to mind in my head. You're an idiot. Yeah, um, but he's not. He's just innocent, and uh, the, uh, the character that um, uh, Daisy in uh, Not Going Out, which yes. uh, often seems like an idiot, but actually is. Um, I, I like to think of as a, as a character who just takes everything literally. Yes, and so whatever. So yeah, it's a, worth yeah. working out what kind of idiot uh, you've got, <laughs> yeah. uh, because there there are idiots and there are idiots. Um, I've got. Um, uh, we had our idiot in Bluestone Four Two was Rocket, mm. who was sort of a child in terms of he just wasn't he was just very slow. It's partly he was very badly educated. He is naturally very slow, and he's never really left his hometown as it were until yeah. now. You know, the first time he's left um, uh, Edinburgh mm. is uh, to go to Afghanistan, obviously. Mm. But actually, as we um, as we got to know the character a bit more, we found what really worked for him was that he's got he's got an absolute heart of gold, and he loves animals, mm. and he um, and he's sort of he's sort of naive and thinks the best of people. So there's a naivety there. There's an animal lover there, and I think the more it goes on, there's a really nice episode we enjoyed writing where he has a rat called Smokey, mm. and. Um, you you get the sense that they <laughs> rockets found something that finally understands him. It's it's a rat. Um, so, um, but I think yeah, there are lots of different kinds of idiots that are worth playing around with. Yeah. Um, sort of sheer stupidity is only really one of them. Um, but you sort of you do have your innocent and you do have your um, naive person. Or you do have your take everything literally person. Yeah. Or, um, 
but um, but yeah, but anyway, this throws up a few questions mm. um, in terms of to what extent are we worried that we are? Yeah. Okay, let, let's yeah. take let's take the most troublesome idiot who's actually a lead character of recent times, which is Derek. Mm. Right. Yes. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, um, you. You take. I mean, if I guess you start with the office, yes, um, and and um, you know, Ricky Ricky Gervais was f- feeling like he was pushing against boundaries. You know, he would have deliberately, he would deliberately countenance racism yeah. or sexism or misogyny, or whatever. But he would. This is coming from. It's not coming from me. It's the other person saying. Oh, no, you know, he mm. would sort of. He he could sort of put an ironic distance between himself and mm. David Brent. Um, even even then, I was still slightly uncomfortable with that kind of thing. But yeah, Derek. Uh, well, is, to go back to this thing with the office for a bit, though. Yeah. Um, Mackenzie Crook's character yeah. is is a real idiot mm. in terms of lacking self awareness. He's actually not a particularly nice idiot as well. He's no. rather a malign yeah. um, influence. And um, sorry, yeah, I don't know. He probably doesn't technically qualify as an idiot in terms of. I suppose Keith is more the kind of staple idiot character in the office, isn't he? In that sense of the, yes, uh, I suppose so. Yeah. Very sparingly used, but yeah. he is in for me possibly the funniest scene of the whole mm. series, mm. where he's going through his staff for self assessment. Yes, yes. What are the options? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One very much so. Two to some extent. Three not at all. Four don't know. Don't know. <laughs> okay, if don't know weren't there, what what would you say? What are the options? <laughs> you know, just always, always the same. It's a lovely scene. It's a yeah, lovely scene. No, there's that. He's um, he bring, He's a brilliant actor. Uh, Ewan McIntosh bring just brings great laughs to any scene. The moment he kind of comes into it, really. Um, but yeah. So um, uh, yes, let's make a sitcom about an idiot. Um, or in fact, if you go back a little bit, really, um, to um, the character in some others do have him, Frank yes. Spencer. Uh, you know, at what point uh, is somebody with special needs? Uh, have they got special needs, or are they a comedy character? And what, what are they on the spectrum? And and, and yeah, as you say, uh, Ricky Gervais, he sort of went head on and had this sort of lovable idiot, and kind of fell between two stools. I think everybody felt, anyone who watched that show, um, felt that he was ha- having, having made the decision. I'm going to be the bad boy. I'm going to make a. I'm mm. going to make a funny show because you know in the past he's always said oh aren't Mong's funny you know mm. you've always got that sort of sense from Ricky Gervais of his sense of sort of breaking taboos uh, and he's obviously sort of trying on the one hand to annoy politically correct people but mm. on the other hand he feels like he is he, he's sort of championing yeah. on, on their behalf uh, and I think that show always fell between those two stools so it, it was it, it it would always the mawkishness for me always got in the way of the humour even though I thought it was a you know kind of a nicely observed character actually and I thought there was some interesting yeah. stuff but it just it he kept having to sort of pull back from I think from it. I think um, what's nice about lots of sitcom idiots are useful because they're not the protagonist mm. they are the eng- they are they cause chaos or they cause frustration but they're not. The protagonist, yeah, um, and therefore, I'm thinking of people like, you know, Alice from the Vicar of Dibley. She yeah. is really, really not clever mm. at all. You know, mm. she's sort of really quite thick. 
bubble from Ab Fab as well. Yeah. I know Ab Fab is very cartoonish as well, mm. but you've got these characters who really are worryingly low with yeah. IQ, but they're not the protagonist really, yeah. because your protagonist in a sitcom has to make has to be the author of their own downfall, yeah. and therefore they have to be uh, culpable for a personality failing um, in that. So Ricky Gervais, um, so, uh, as David Brent, David Brent is the author of his own downfall yeah. because of his lack of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so that works. But if you've got someone who is educationally subnormal, mm. yeah. bad things are going to happen to them well, they don't really deserve. They don't really deserve <laughs> yeah. that, and suddenly it's quite awkward. Yeah, and therefore I think you've slightly hamstrung your. If your character does have an IQ of mm. sixty-five, you've you've got a you've got a problem on your hands mm. because they're not going to be able to give the audience the satisfaction they deserve, which is your protagonist being their own worst enemy, and being hoisted by their own petard. Yeah. As a character that I remember very clearly from my childhood sitcom watching days, a show that I love called Please Sir uh, by Esmond and Larby, and it was uh, it's kind of based on the film To Sir With Love, and it's uh, John Alderton and sort of well-meaning, dithering, nice working middle class man a, isn't plunged he a, into a sort of tough sink school. He's a, yeah, he's sort of an optimist who thinks yeah. that education can fix people and that he's yeah. a bit of a crusader in that sense. And he's basically got a class of thugs. And, uh, but apart from this one character who uh, was played by Peter Denyer, uh, De- Dennis, Dennis, Derek? I no, can't no, help him, sorry. I'm getting... Dennis is my Derek's mixed up, but he was oh yeah he always taught in a funny way mm. and he always had a funny answer. And you kind of you know clearly now you look at that character and go this is a character with special needs in some way. Mm. Um, and then interestingly that um, I mean the, the the good life I think was the next sitcom they did. Uh, um, maybe wrong chronologically but certainly their their biggest success after Pleaser was uh, The Good Life I don't think there's any I don't know that that's, that's an idiot free sitcom isn't it the yes I mean you could possibly argue that Richard Bryars is a bit of an idiot in it but yeah, ultimately it's that's second any, any, any yeah. sitcom character as a rule has no self-awareness and is yeah. therefore inherently idiotic yeah. so I had a I had a slight not quite argument as it were with Andrew Ellard formerly of this parish right, yeah. um who, who argues that that Niles in Frasier is an idiot, to which he would sort of say, "Well, Ooh. yes, I know mm. what you mean, but I don't think he's any more of an idiot than any other sitcom yeah. character." It's yeah. partly possibly to counter my contention that Daphne Moon, I think, began that show as, as an, an idiot. idiot. So definitely in early in the early days, mm. she was quite mystical, wasn't she? Yeah, she yeah. had a bit of well, a... that was in the pilot. She's interviewed, and there's a whole thing about her. She she's so she's so totally wrong for the for the, you know Frasier doesn't want her at all. Right, and she's the only one that. Uh, uh, Fraser loves all the ones that come. These sort of strict nanny type people to come to look after uh, his dad, and uh, and uh, dad sort of dismisses every single one. Finally, Daphne comes along and is completely bonkers. And oh, I'm getting my uh, 
whatever. So, you know, I'm getting up, pick, picking up signals or whatever. Yeah. And she's, she's obviously completely bonkers. And, and Fraser goes, oh, of course we're going to agree. She's terrible. I love her. I want her. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God's sake. You know? yeah, so, yeah, yeah, she is definitely uh, the idiot. But, yeah. you know, she's kind of very, she's prominent. She is lead, she next is. lead character. She's not. But she's sort of, she, yeah. in the pecking order of the show at the start, she's probably at least character number four. She is. Between yeah. Fraser. Niles, Dad, yeah, and, and even then, maybe to some extent Roz, yeah. Um, but how characters start and how they end is is often mm. you know when you're doing 150, 200 yeah. episodes, is uh, is very mm. different. So I I remember her starting out as an idiot, and I yeah. think seeing her much towards the end, you sort of can't really imagine that. No. Um, but actually, this glacial speed at which sitcoms yeah. uh, change. I mean, no, you no. could argue that Leslie Nope in Parks and Rec is an idiot. Um, but actually, she's. I don't think she is really. No, she's a, I think she's got she's too optim- much of a, a of a kind of purpose in life. Yeah. and and you know she's just she is very proactive. I think. Yeah. I think the idiots tend to be a little bit reactive, yeah. don't they? And yeah. again, she has a childish manner. Yeah. So that when she doesn't get her way, she can be especially when she's talking about Eagleton. Mm. And how much they suck in Eagleton, and how much they hate them. She suddenly turns into a sort of a fourteen-year-old yeah. who hates their parents. Um, so I think there's an extent to which any sitcom character is an idiot because they mm. don't have that level of self-awareness. Yeah. But I think that the kind of idiots that we're talking about are your stock character, yeah. wacky neighbour idiots to some extent, yeah. um, who are who are very useful. One name that came up in the idiocy is um, Manuel from Faulty Towers. Yes, yes. Who I think <laughs> is purely an idiot by dint of his grasp of English. Yeah. And the joke is normally is normally on Basil, isn't it? It's usually Basil's refusal to teach him English and to treat him with respect. Mm. It usually backfires on him and through sort of no real fault of Manuel, really, is mm. it? Well, again, you watch uh, you know show, shows that are of their time and we're, we're possibly adding layers of meaning that yes. weren't necessarily there. It was like, all oh, right... People who English people who put on a funny foreign accent in sitcoms are yeah. funny, yeah. and that's kind of probably as far as yeah. they had it with Faulty Towers, and and in the sense that Faulty is always at the wrong end of things, you know he probably yeah. is 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 the more stupid one, but nine times out of ten, Manuel is the one who ends up physically. Beaten up or yeah. whatever, you know, kind of pushed, yeah, pushed you, around, you, bullied. Really. As a, but as a rule, you feel sorry for him. Yeah. In a way that you, when Basil gets walloped, you sort of don't feel sorry no, for him that's because true. Yeah. His, his hubris it's and snobbery yeah. has normally got him yeah. there. But then you are laughing at Manuel. Manuel, there's too much butter on those trays. No, 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 it's not on those trays. Oh, no, those trays. Oh, uh, okay. Slap across the face. Yeah. yeah. It's sort of like the equivalent of you know, when Eric slaps Ernie on the cheek. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh, Manuel gets clipped round the ear hole. And, we, you know, you are... We're, we're, I, I think in the 70s, uh, people were laughing at him, definitely. Yes. Uh, yeah, he... he to, to that extent, he he was the idiot. We can look on it now and say, oh no, yes, he's definitely, uh, you know, ba- Basil is is the idiot in that case. But that, that's how these things change. I and mean, it's in, as, just to go back to Esmond and Larby again, and and, and the character uh, again. This is a show that uh, comedy writers talk about a lot that you might not necessarily know that well. A show called Ever Decreasing Circles, which is a 
big favourite of a lot of comedy writers. Um, and that had the lead character, Richard Bryars, playing a character who, even though Asperger's didn't exist as a diagnosis back then, is, is almost certainly a character who has has Asperger's and, and, and is, is a sort of... is, is a, a, an idiot in the sense yeah. that he doesn't... He doesn't know how to kind of. He doesn't. He's he's not able to. Yeah. Uh, exist socially, really, and he's in a, his wife. He's a sympathetic, but obviously, long he's a lot very long suffering, impossible to live with. It's it's it's, it's almost painful. Ever decreasing yeah. circles more than it yeah. He's sort of on. He's he's it's a, it's it's almost a natural follow on from the good life, mm. and you're watching a man essentially having a nervous breakdown. Mm. Um, not least. It's sort of exacerbated by the fact that Paul, played by Peter Egan, hmm. moves into the close and the handsome his, next door neighbor. Handsome and is rather effortlessly brilliant. Yeah. And he and um Richard Bryars' character is sort of constantly frustrated by how easy this man seems to have it. Hmm. And also I think because I I rewatched the first episode, or at least the beginning of it not long ago, uh Peter Egan's character was divorced mm-hmm. in a time when divorce was not very common. It's it, true, was, yeah. it was, happening. but yeah. that he'd he came across as a little bit of a jerk in terms of yeah. a little bit of a selfish person who rather lived only to please themselves. Mm. And and Martin Bryce, Pepper Richard Bryce's character, is someone who is incredibly community minded. Because yeah. at the very very start of the episode, he's he's waving off some boys that he's just taken to a football match to play mm. and they've clearly been beaten 10-0 or something yeah. and he's still beaming and comes in and yeah. smiling and everything um, it's a really good I think I used it on my blog as an example of when you first meet a character yeah, the phone yeah, thing, wasn't it? he yeah. walks in he turns the phone around he has this you know, everything he says about him is just mm. like wow here is this this character mm. um and I just think it's a really good way of introducing him. Mm. Um, so I do recommend going back and watching that. Yeah. But it's worth... So it's worth working out if you're going to have an idiot, mm. whether you're on the side of the angels or not, and what sort of idiot you have. So rather yeah. than just saying, oh, they're an idiot, or they're stupid. Yeah. I mean, In I'm, what way are they stupid? Are they yeah. naive? Are they too trusting? Are they... Um, or are they not trusting enough? As mm. in they're idiotic in the sense of they're a conspiracy theorist. Um, and they don't trust anybody. Yeah. Um, or So there are lots of different variations you can play. And how useful are they to your yes. your, your show, generally? And, and uh, again, those, uh, you mentioned a bit, uh, Friends, how they, they are kind of... You've got two idiots there, roughly, haven't you? You've got, you've got Joey and, um, and, and Phoebe, who are sort of idiots, but then, they're, again, like you say, they're, they're, they, have a, they each have a purpose beyond just being an idiot. Yes. So yeah, Joey's idiocy is shallowness yeah. as well as not being very bright because he clearly hasn't really read any books. Mm. And Phoebe's idiocy is kookiness and not quite, cons- but sort of um, Gaia, Mother Nature-y stuff. Mm. But then they sort of bring out a kind of a street smartness about her yeah. that she clearly lived on the streets at some point. She has a terrible, terrible, terrible backstory that yeah. you sort of find out about two seasons in or yeah. something you know and it and it sort of and it kind of allows suddenly you kind of think yeah no wonder you're like you yes. are, you're immediately uh sympathetic more sympathetic to her and and also with Joey for you know he is 
yes, okay, he's good looking, he gets all the attractive women, and he's an actor, you know, he doesn't have any responsibilities, yeah. etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But he actually then becomes quite a good, uh, a good, f- he's the right friend for, he's the wrong friend for Chandler to have in so many ways. Yeah. And that, you know, Chandler is obviously a neurotic mess. Mm. Um, but as, as a sort of classic odd couple, uh, and we've talked before about odd couples, and that's just one aspect of friends is the, the odd couple of those two sharing a flat. And, He's actually his directness. Mm. His his uh, he he it becomes a kind of uh, almost like a sort of guiding light for yeah. Chandler. You know, actually, if I could be, if Chandler could be a bit more like Joey, a, yeah. a bit less too smart for his own good. Actually, yeah, yeah. Um, then you know he 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 can he could become a better person, and also Joey actually can help him as well in in ways that you don't imagine. Yeah, but but they work because actually the idiot is quite a good person to have around at that point. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah. And the idiot says the funny thing, and it's a you know it's a good it's a good funny thing to have. Absolutely, and I think um, just rounding this off the the other so you've got idiots who are. Um, so well, maybe it's a function of the fact that people are now feeling slightly ethically icky about idiots, mm. um, because it seems that the new wild card that we're getting a lot in sitcoms is sociopaths. Yeah, and yeah, you mentioned this to me, and I, I sort of hadn't really thought about that before. And, and you're right; it definitely there are these kind of characters who just and and that they they don't have to have a reason to do things do they, they no just... they well they just seem to be mind mind meltingly selfish mm. and unapologetic yeah. um Who, there was got a specific there was one in, in um the the girlfriend of the son in mum which i tried which i watched right. the first episode of which is i mean for the writer yes. him and her yes. i didn't much like him and her either it's not really for me yeah. um and i i was interested to say for me, I just thought no one would ever say what you've just said. Yes. She made some really crass comments about this this, this one yes, funeral. The, the, that's right. The opening is the funeral, isn't it? Yeah. And, and, and I just thought, I, oh, I don't know. I mean, people seem to like that show and it's done very well. And so it's yeah. not for me to explain why it's mm. not been successful because it has been. But for me, I just thought that's quite... We're getting quite a lot of sociopathy. Yeah, and uh, I think there's in a Fleabag lot... to some extent yeah. is quite sociopathic, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, so you're getting a lot of these characters where they're, in one sense, we, with these idiots, we sometimes feel guilty. But now instead, we're getting characters who yeah. are doing terrible things, and they feel no guilt for the way mm. in which they are. And I wonder if there's a sort odd. of backlash because, and and this is a, a bugbear that. James and I, we both have, is when uh, producers say to you, can you make your character more likeable? And you sort of say, well, actually, not really. You know, it's quite good when a comedy character isn't necessarily likeable. And that some of these characters, and I think is it, um, I, I watched a little bit the show uh, Flowers. Oh, uh, yes. And they were uh, very sort of dysfunctional uh, characters. And, you know, that it's not about the fact that they're not likeable it's sort of about uh engaging how do you engage with a character mm. and you don't have to like the character to engage with them and i do find sometimes with these sort of sociopathic characters i'm not as interested yeah. to know what's going to happen because i don't feel that i'm i don't i don't 
feel invested in these people yeah. as much as I would do in a character like Blackadder, who I don't necessarily like, but I'm really curious to see you how You feel sorry for him he that he's surrounded by idiots. Yeah, you also think, how's he going to... He's quite clever. How's he going to get out of this? Yeah. You know? And you sort of think of it in the ways... And now you mention it, the more I think about it, yes, a lot of modern sitcoms mm. have these characters who just don't... It's like they don't have any kind of moral No moral compass, compass at all. It's kind of our new version of idiocy, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, there was um, uh, Camping on Sky, right, uh, which I watched a bit of. And that, again, my initial reaction to that show was being pushed away by yeah. uh, a character played by Vicky Pepperdine, who was just a truly awful... another Julia... Uh, Julia Davis. Davis yeah. Yes, the, I did, writer, the writer of 99, <laughs> yeah. which was also yeah. uh, sociopathic in, its, yeah. in it, the heroine was... You know, I yeah, and I mean, I could take so much of that, and other, you know, people who are self-obsessed. We know people who are self-obsessed, and that I remember that fantastic opening scene in Ninety Night where the Kevin Eldon's playing the husband, and the doctor says, "I've got some bad news. Um, you know, you've got uh, you, you've got cancer. You've got six months to live." And the the wife, Julia Davis, character goes, "Oh." God, why do these things always happen to me? Yeah, <laughs> which is a beautiful, yeah. brilliant uh, yeah. opening. But then uh, these characters are so unsympathetic. Yeah. I do find it hard to kind of. I know a lot of people love yeah, Julia yeah. Davis writing, and she's a brilliant writer. But I find it quite hard to to um, to, to, to to kind of really get yeah. something. You know, get, get uh, invest in in those yeah. characters. I think, but. Who These knows? are successful people. Maybe um, that's the thing. Maybe that is the um, yeah. And do feel free, do feel free to email us on your thoughts on whether mm. sociopathy is the new idiocy in sitcoms. <laughs> yes. Um, that's uh, so. Please mark your emails. Is sociopathy the new idiocy? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but uh, I, I just merely throw it out there as a theory. Anyway, mm. for me, the the take home is just. I think, in answer to Andy's question, are sitcoms does does a sitcom need an idiot? I would say. Probably yeah. there are plenty of sitcoms that are idiots, but they are very, very useful. Mm. But it is worth once you've decided you're going to have an idiot and who they are. It's just worth thinking: what kind of idiot are they? Yeah. And is this someone who we need to be a little bit worried about? Uh, in which yeah. case, you just need to handle them quite carefully, um, because uh, because attitudes now are not what they were. Yeah. Um, and that's probably a good thing. I think so. I think it, I think it is generally a <laughs> yeah. good thing. And it's always generally a good thing, you know, to just uh, think about, re- really think about why are your characters there? What are they doing in that show? Mm. Uh, and if they are there just to get, just to be, to be laughed at rather than with, mm. then uh, I'd say they've got a fairly limited yeah. shelf life anyway. But uh, that's what... Well, that's that's. So there we go, sitcom right, idiocy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the controversy carries on. Carries we, on. We, yes. we are, do not have definitive answers on yes. this, but uh, I, w- I, w- I would agree with with James generally. There, yes, uh, idiots are useful. A useful idiot. A useful idiot. Yeah. Well, yes, yes there, there is um, there is an expression the useful idiots, yeah. so called coined by Lenin, but apparently probably not. Right. Anyway, okay. we're done. That's us. Yes. Well, and uh, we'll be. Uh, Back again soon. Though I must should just mention that uh, we uh, you've um, you've got a sitcom on on the radio. By now, by, 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 by the time this podcast is being pushed out into the ether, 
um, it will hopefully be on iPlayer, and mm-hmm. it's called Be Lucky. It's from um, BBC Wales Radio. Sitcom, it's on yeah. BBC Radio Wales, and it should be on iPlayer. It stars Milton Jones and Ellis James and Joe Joyner, and Ooh. it's a bunch of old nonsense written by me. What's um, it about? Are it's about a, uh... it's about two people who live in a cottage in the middle of Snowdonia, and they their only contact with civilization apart from the internet is via the postman, who is played by um, Milton Jones, and. Um, it's. I was aware as I was writing this and getting close to the deadline that I didn't really know what the show was about, but I think there's an awful lot of self-defeating logic in it. Right. It is a little bit sketchy in terms of it's a lot of ideas sort of mm-hmm. floating around. Any idiots so, in it? Uh, in, there's a sense in which they're all idiots, actually. Right. Okay. I think all three of them are idiots. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, discuss. Yes. <laughs> well, with the, with uh, be the, lucky. In mind. Yes. Be lucky. I shall. Uh, I shall be tuning in on iPlayer or heading off to Wales just so that I can <laughs> listen to it on, jump a, on in a the ra- car. An actual radio. Yeah. Um, you it, are doing some workshops, I believe. I am. Yes, that's right. Uh, come and uh, hear me, or come and join me. Actually, because they're quite practical as well. Uh, I'm doing a couple of days. Um, a day about how to make a living at comedy. <laughs> Which is something that you have done for decades. 33 years coming up, November 1983 when I started. Man um, and boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, man and slightly younger man. Yeah. Um, and uh, how to write sitcom. And uh, although, don't don't uh, ask me for a definitive answer on idiots or sociopaths, because I haven't worked that out yet. I'm still working out the answer on that So one. when's that? That's on the 16th and 17th of November in uh, at the uh, Canal Museum in uh, King's Cross. No, no reason why, except for it happens to be the only venue near the West End of London that I can afford to hire. So um, it's a perfectly decent room. Yeah, yeah. And uh, where can people find out about that? Uh, DaveCohen.org.uk. Thank you for that feed line there. DaveCohen.org.uk. I'm yeah. sure you'll. Uh, um, don't find forget it. to uh, write to us. Uh, we we are apologise. We're a bit behind on our ten pages. Uh, first 10 pages we've got lots of them to catch up on which we will be doing very soon we promise uh, any questions email them to us sitcomgeeks at gmail.com uh, Facebook we're look at sit- us on sitcom geeks, geeks on Facebook yeah. like us and mm-hmm. um, make us feel happy at sitcom geek on Twitter for James and at Cohen Dave for me and um, yes well Thank you very much. Our producer, Katie Story, will hopefully have uh, turned this uh, rambling into comedy gold. And um, so we shall speak to you again in a fortnight. Bye.